21 and 27. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. How many is thankful for God's way here tonight? Amen. 1 Corinthians 1 and 27 says, But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Praise God. Amen. I'm thankful that I serve a God that he doesn't respect people. God is no respecter of persons. Amen. Now, we believe in respect. Amen. But when it comes to serving him, he doesn't care whether you're rich, poor, upper middle class, lower middle class, white, black, brown, purple polka dotted. He doesn't care. Amen. He is going to do it his way. And we have to do it God's way. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, whatever you did back there, brother, you give me a whole bunch at once. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. That sounds good right there. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm thankful that God's way is the only way. Praise God. Praise God. How many thankful for the Holy Ghost here tonight? Amen. I'm thankful that God called me out of darkness. Amen. I'm not going to sit in darkness because the light has shined in my soul. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. 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 Well, one of these days we'll have a sound system that works really good. Hallelujah. Amen. It's cutting out on me up here, brother. Hallelujah. Whatever you need to do to those antennas, do it. Praise God. Amen. Amen. I'm thankful for the Holy Ghost. You say, Pastor, what are you doing? Well, we're just getting the sound system ready to go so I can preach here tonight. Amen. I'm going to preach. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. God didn't save us by a Christmas present. I'm thankful for Christmas. He didn't save us with a new year. He didn't save us with Easter. He didn't save us with a church service. He saved us by the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. If you want to be saved from a life of sin, you got to get full of the Holy Ghost. Well, hallelujah. Amen. Can you say amen? Praise God. Let's lift our hands to the Lord and ask God to touch the rest of this service. God, I thank you for your anointing here tonight. God, I thank you for your people that have come expecting you to do great things in their life. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Oh, we praise you, Lord, hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Oh, I praise your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, let's love the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Lord. Praise your name. I love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. 
Praise God. Praise God. You can be seated. Amen. 2 Peter 2 and 9, the Word of God tells us that the Lord knoweth how to deliver the ungodly, the godly, out of temptation. Now, I must have, amen, I must have mistyped that because I have ungodly, but that's how to deliver the godly out of temptation. Amen. And I'm thankful tonight that I serve, amen, the one true living God, amen, that is still delivering his children out of temptation. Amen. That we do not serve the God of wood or of stone or of gold or of silver. Amen. But we still serve the God that will deliver his children, the godly, out of temptations. Amen. This verse of scripture doesn't say it's just one temptation. Amen. But it says temptations, plural. Amen. And we know that in living for God, that we're going to have temptations, amen, that the devil's going to come to us, uh, try to deceive us, try to turn us aside, amen, but I won't turn aside, hallelujah. I won't turn around, I won't look back. Well, praise God, amen, because if God can deliver me once, he'll do it again. Hallelujah, if God fill me with the Holy Ghost once, he'll renew me again. Hallelujah, if you need the Holy Ghost, uh, he's still in the Holy Ghost filling business. Uh, Amen, the Holy Ghost is still in the world today. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, that we are going to heaven. We're going to see Jesus Christ uh, face to face. We're going to see him. uh, Amen, we're going to worship him. We're going to cast our crown at his feet. Oh, hallelujah. Thank God for the church. Thank God for the promise of the rapture, the coming of the Lord, that Jesus Christ is coming back for his people. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to see Jesus. Amen. I'm going to see him face to face. Amen. I'm going in the rapture. Come on, church. It's time, amen, to go out of 2023 saying I'm still looking for the rapture. I'm holding the course. I haven't changed my mind. I'm still living for God. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. The Bible tells us in 1 Peter 5 and 6, amen, to humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting up all your care upon him for he careth for you. Amen. Psalms 34 and 18 says, The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. I was listening to the preacher today, and I heard a man of God preach, amen, that when a child comes before their father or before their mother, they don't come with their shoulders slumped over. They don't come with their head hung down, but they come to their mom and their dad with their head held high, amen, and they come, amen, asking for them to do, amen, whatever they have need of. 
love. And that's the way we need to come to our God is with our head up. Amen. We need to come with our shoulders squared and say, God, I'm back again. God, I want to see a miracle. God, I want to see you doing great things. God, I need you to do this miracle. I don't know about you, but there's miracles I need in my life. Amen. There's things that God has done for me, but I need another miracle. Is there anybody in here tonight that you need God to do a miracle? Oh, there's nothing in this world that will take the place of God. You need the miracle working God in your life. Oh, you need God to do a miracle for you today. Amen. Don't come to God without come believing. I said come believing. Thank God for all those amens. But it should have been 100%. What do you have need of? Well, I said, what do you have need of? I'll tell you what I have need of. I need a brand new touch today. I need a brand new Holy Ghost feeling today. I need a healing in my body today. I refuse to leave here without, amen, what God has for me in my life. Don't leave the house of God empty. Amen. Leave here full. Say, you know what? Amen. God has done it for me. He's going to do it again. And it may not have happened yet, but I'm going to thank God like it's already happened. I'm going to thank God like it's already happened. Come on, somebody. Start thanking God for what you have need of. Hallelujah. God works through our faith. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. And uh, that, that woman, the Syrophoenician woman, she came, she was a Gentile. She came asking for healing in her daughter's body. And Jesus uh, didn't even look at her. The disciples said, send her away. And she kept asking. And the word of God tells us that Jesus said to her, said, woman, it's not meat for me to feed the children's food to dogs. And I don't know about you, but if somebody called me a dog, amen, it would hurt. If somebody insulted you today, you would get your hackles raised up. But you know what happened with that little Gentile woman? She looked at Jesus and she said, yeah. She said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And Jesus said, I haven't seen so much faith in all of Israel. Can I tell you tonight that your faith can move a mountain. Your faith can change your situation. Oh, you say, well, it's not happening yet, Pastor. Just say, God, I'm believing you to do it no matter what. And God, you can't tell me enough to drive me away from my promise. I know you can do it, and so I'm going to stay right here until I see the miracle happen. Oh, come on, I'm preaching to you tonight. God wants to do a miracle in your life. 
Oh, hallelujah. I said God wants to do a miracle in your body. He wants to do a miracle in your mind. He wants to do a miracle in your family. Oh, I believe doctors can help us. But I'm going to tell you right now, I've had the miraculous happen in my life. And so I know that while a doctor may be able to help get me healed up, God, all he has to do is speak the word and say right now, hey man, not only are you going to raise up, but your sins are going to be forgiven. Come on, somebody. Amen. Not only do you need God to heal your body and your mind, God can forgive your sins too. Amen. Amen. There's too many of us hauling around sins that we don't need to be hauling around. You know what you need to do with that old sinful lifestyle is lay it down at the foot of the cross and say, God, this isn't working. God, it won't work. God, it can't work because your word's true. And I'm going to preach to you right now, amen, that God wants to heal your body and save your soul. Amen. It's an amazing thing. The people, when they get cancer, it doesn't matter how much money they have. Their money or the lack thereof can't save them. They get a terminal illness or disease, and it doesn't matter how much money you have or the lack of it. Amen, it's not going to save you. Amen, but I can tell you a God that can heal your body. Amen, oh, I'm preaching in faith right now. Amen, you say, Pastor, why are you preaching? There's no one here that might be sick like that, but they're getting ready to walk through the doors. God's getting ready to do a miracle. Amen, they're getting ready to sit on these pews and be part of the AFT church family. I got faith to believe that God's filling up every one of these spots in these pews. Amen. Before we build the new church, amen. God's going to do the miracles that we're preaching about before we see anything else happen because God wants to do that more than anything. Because God's way, He's a miracle working God. I'm looking for a miracle. I'm expecting the impossible. I feel, I see the invisible. I feel the intangible. Amen. You know, you say, Pastor, is that just a song? Well, amen, most, amen, good gospel Christian songs that I know of are inspired either by the word of God or by the works that God has done. That's how the book of Psalms was written. Amen. And my Bible says that, I believe it's 2 Corinthians 4, 2 and 4, 4 and 2. Amen. It says, while the things that are seen are 
temporal. Amen. The things which are not seen are eternal. And so the devil always tries to put in front of us the things that we can see and hear and feel and touch. But can I get you to step out, amen, into the the, the part of God. Amen. The people they can't see. There's some people that have a real bad block about God because they can't see him. Amen. They never yielded themselves to him so they can't feel him. Amen. But tonight, if you could just sit down and lay down all those things that are standing between you and God and get the impossible out of your life and get the possible God, amen, installed in your life and say, God, I know you're able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that you can ask or think. I know my God is able. I know my God will do it. My God's done it once. He'll do it again. Oh, hallelujah. Let your faith grow. Building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Santa Fe. That's not New Mexico either. Holy faith. Did I say it right? You know, people say, well, I got faith in God. And immediately, hey, well, I don't know if it's going to happen. You say, Pastor, do you ever experience that? I have, yeah. Yeah, I'm human. But if we can, if we can lay down that humanity, that's a tough thing to do when you're marching around in it day in, day out. But if we can lay aside the human thinking, and say, okay, God, I've got to have some thoughts from heaven. I've got to have some ways. The book of Isaiah said, God said to Isaiah, he said, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways. Man, when God steps in and he starts making a way, everybody knows that God has done it. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Amen. When God steps in and he makes the way, the world steps back and says, there's only one thing that could have happened right there. Amen. As God stepped onto the scene and God did the work. Can I preach to you tonight? Amen. There's there's some of you that are sitting here tonight. There's things that you're facing and you need to say, okay, God, I don't know how it's going to happen, but you need to let God's way, amen, take place in your life. You need to say, God, amen, I'm not doing it my way anymore. I'm going to let you do it your way. I'm going to get out of the way and let God make the way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Oh, come on, church. We got to get Jesus Christ right in the middle of everything that we do. If you'll get Jesus Christ in the middle of your life, you're going to see success. You're going to see the things that you can't do in yourself. Let God do it for you. Daniel 3 and 14. Men of faith, Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, 
Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not you serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up. Now if you be ready, then at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if you worship not, you shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? That king made a mistake right there. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand. O king, but if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. It didn't start with a with a command to worship an image. It started with something that was a, 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 a little bit on the Clandon side sign. It was behind the scenes when those Hebrew children, they could have drank the wine and they could have ate the meat. But they said, hey, if you'll just let us eat water and lettuce and pulse. They said, we'll see who is fair after 10 days, a man of eating just pulse and water because they had already made up in their mind. They weren't going to quit. They weren't going to quit serving God. They weren't going to defile the commandments of God. Oh, come on church. We can't amen, be a Sunday morning Christian and Monday serve the devil and Tuesday serve the devil and Wednesday come to church. No way. I'm going to serve God whether anybody sees it or not. I'm going to serve God whether anybody tells me to or not. I'm going to serve the Lord. Bible tells us after 10 days, he said, man, come here. I think your cheeks are fatter. Woo. Better grab some, better grab some meat off yours, sir. And them other dudes, they've been drinking the wine. They've been eating the prime rib roast. They ain't been laid out in bed. And they so full of food, they were comatose. You ever ate pulsing water for 10 days? It's kind of a gnawing at the pit of your gut. You eat lettuce for 10 days, I promise you, you're going to lose weight. <laughs> Among some other things. And uh, he said, I think that you guys look better than when you first started. Can you imagine that? Eating pulsing water 
Man, these dudes were growing muscles on top of muscles. Their cheeks were fatter. Their complexion was fairer. Wow. Look at this. Can you imagine that? Teenage, teenage boys having com- fair complexions than anybody else from eating Polson water. There's the key right there. Praise God. And, and he said, you know, you all can do exactly what you want to do and serve your gods because you're going to make me look really good in front of that king because you look so nice. Amen. You have filled out. You're, you're not, oh, the king didn't want skeletons walking in in front of him. He wanted people that look strong and healthy. And God said, you know something? I'm going to honor them. And church, I'm preaching to you. It doesn't matter whether anybody sees it or not. God sees it. Amen. And when I, when I work, I work as unto the Lord. Amen. When I live, I live as unto the Lord. Amen. When I go to work, it's as as unto the Lord. When I go to school, it's as unto the Lord. When I walk in Home Depot, it's as unto the Lord. Come on, preach. Come on, I'm preaching to you this, this day, this night. Amen. That God, he sees what's done in secret. And he said he would exalt you openly. Don't be afraid to serve God. And when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, otherwise known as Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael, you know, that's the other thing the devil likes to do. He likes to strip you of your identity. He said, yeah, I'm going I'm to take away all your apostolic clothing. I'm going to take away all of your identity. I'm going to mutilate your body like the rest of the world is mutilating theirs. But you know what? He couldn't get them to curse their God. He couldn't get them to worship false gods. They said, no, we don't care what you do to us. We're going to serve God. Come on, I'm preaching to you, church. Hey, man, that it's time. Hey, man, I said it's time for the church to stand up and be the church. It's time for young people, old people, middle-aged people to say, my God's coming. Hey, man, and I'm going to worship the Lord, my God, with all my heart and all my soul and all my strength. So it wasn't hard when the real test came. Could you imagine the fiery furnace? The door was wide open. And he got so mad, the Bible said his visage changed. His face, he was so angry that he, maybe he was about to blow a gasket, if you believe, if you please. The veins were popping out on his forehead. He said, make the fire seven times hotter. And can you imagine those those three Hebrew children standing there? And as the guards were making the fire hotter, the fire got so hot, it was killing the guards that were making it hotter. Woo, hallelujah. 
Amen. And, and, and I can just imagine. He said, son, it doesn't matter what you face because in Egypt, amen, there were plagues that happened, amen, to our families that while the plagues fell on Egypt, that the children of God didn't have to experience what they were experiencing in Egypt, in the land of Goshen. Amen, they still had the right mind. They still had food to eat. They weren't experiencing those plagues that the Egyptians were experiencing. I'm preaching to you tonight that those three Hebrew children, they said if our forefathers could stand up, we can stand up in the face of adversity. Come on, church. It's time to stand up and be counted. It's time to stand up and say, I'm going to serve my God. It didn't stop there. You know, the devil's always plotting. Oh, I've come to preach faith to you here tonight. But I'm going to tell you right now, you're not exempt from the battle. Every one of us are going to fight battles. But they connived around. And Darius, he said, yeah. He said, any man praying to another God besides my gods, he says, we're going to throw him in the lion's den. And David, I'm sorry, Daniel was second in command. And you know what he did? Is he walked home as he did morning, noon, and night. The Bible says he opened his window. And he prayed. Can I tell you that we're not any better than them old prophets? Old, they didn't even have the Holy Ghost. They didn't have the Spirit of God living on the inside. And they had made up in their mind that I'm talking to my God today. And Daniel threw the window open. And he began to pray. Church, it doesn't matter what's happening. It doesn't matter what laws are passed down. It doesn't matter what the governor says. It doesn't matter what the president says. But when it comes to my walk with God, I'm going to pray. I'm going to church. I don't care if they have COVID-59. Hey, man, I'm going to church. I'm going to the house of God. Oh, I'm telling you, church, it's time to get ready to go. It's not time to be afraid. It's time to pray. It's time to seek the face of God. It's time to see God's miracles happen in our life. Daniel went down in that lion's den. And when he got down there, man, those old lions, they were licking their chops. But there was one problem. There was an angel that gave them locked jaw. He put a crimp in their jaw. You say, how do you know? This is my imagination going on right now. I believe that old angel took that lion's mouth and he went. And he took the key and said, you got locked jaw. He went over that other line. Click. Jaws wouldn't open. 
they could do is sit there. You know why a cat can't roar? Because he can't open his mouth big enough. So he goes, And so all night, them old lions were sitting there. Old Daniel was sitting there petting him. He said, how do you know? I don't. This is my version right now. And the old king, all night long, he was in sackcloth and ash saying, oh, I made a big mistake. I shouldn't have done that. Oh, God, don't let Daniel. And the problem was God already heard Daniel's prayer a long time ago. You know something, God hears your prayers a long time ago. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Some of you, the devil's telling you you need to quit praying. No, what you need to do is go throw the window open and pray again and say, you know what, God hurt my prayer a long time ago, and God's going to step right on the scene, right on time. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. And that next morning when the king went, he said, Daniel, is a God that you serve able to keep thee? And he said, King, live forever. He said that God has sent his angel and shut the mouth of the lion. You know what God's going to do for some of you? His God's going to shut the mouth of the lion. Hey, man, the lion is roaring right now, but God's going to say, okay, kitty, your time's up. I'm shutting the mouth of this lion because he's not going to destroy my children. If I hold my peace, no, the Lord's going to fight my battles if I hold my peace. That's not a real, that's not a real John P. King style song, is it? No, the Lord's going to fight my battles. Victory, victory shall be mine. Victory, victory shall be mine. It's piling on. Victory, victory shall be mine if I hold my peace. No, the Lord's going to fight my battles. If I hold my peace, know the Lord's going to fight. You know what the devil's trying to get you to do? He's trying to get you to react. Hey, man, I don't want to react. Hey, man, I want to get down and pray again. I'm going to do what I know works. Hey, man, I'm talking to God, getting a hold of God. Hey, man, getting in the altar. Hey, man, having a walk with God, having relationship with God. And you know what God does? His God will fight your battle. I said, God will fight your battle. God will bring you through every time. The devil, the devil tried to get you to give up on the vertical relationship with God. Oh, yeah. He'll tell you, oh, it's no use to pray and talk to God. He'll try to get you to give up on that vertical relationship. You know what a vertical relationship is? It means one that goes up and down. Jacob, when he was running for his life, a vertical relationship is what saved him. The horizontal relationship was shot. He lied to his dad. 
He'd lied with his mom, and his brother was out to kill him. So all the horizontal, all the horizontal relationship was gone. And he said, okay, I got to do something about this. And so the Bible says he went to a place and he slept. He used a rock for his pillow. The Bible says that during the night he saw a vision of angels ascending and descending from the throne of God. Could you imagine the faith that that would build in your spirit when you wake up from your long winter's nap is that you knew that God had stepped onto the scene and that vertical relationship with God caused the horizontal relationships to turn around. Oh, I'm stopping here for a minute. I want to talk to you about your relationship with God. The devil will try to talk you out of your vertical relationship and just try to get you to concentrate on the horizontal when you've got to have that vertical one first of all. How many is with me right now? I'm not preaching and spitting on the microphone, but I can tell you it's just as anointed, amen, that we've got to have a relationship with Jesus Christ first of all. And if we'll get that in our heart and say, God, no matter what, God, I'm going to keep my eyes upon you. God, I don't want to get my eyes on everything else. I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus. I know that if I keep my eyes on Jesus, that I'll come through the storm. I'll come through the waves. I'll come through the problem. God will bring me through. But I've got to keep my eyes on him. Keep that relationship with God. Stay in the boat. Stay in the boat. Paul told, told the centurion, he said, hey, he said, if we don't stay in the boat, we're all going to perish. He said, well, how do you know anything? He said, look, the angel of the Lord told me. He said, this is what's going to happen, and if we get out of this boat, we're all sunk. Stay in the ship. I said, stay in the ship. Hey, this ship is getting ready to sail. Only it's just not going to go out on the waves. <laughs> it's going up to heaven. I said, it's going up to heaven. Amen. I said, it's going to sail on an upward trajectory. Amen. We're going to heaven to see Jesus Christ. Amen. We got to stay in the ship. Don't get out of the ship. Don't give up on God. I said, God hasn't gave up on you. I said, God hasn't gave up on you, sir. I don't know about you, but there's times I'm like, God, where are you at? And he's still right there. That's the way Peter was when he stepped out on the water. He said, Lord, if that's you, bid me come. Jesus said, okay, come on. <laughs> don't put God in the box. He said, come on, Peter. Man, old Peter. Whoop. Bible says he stepped right out of the ship. But then Jesus was still in the same spot. But he took his eyes off Jesus and started looking around him. And he started to sink. And he said, Lord, save me. 
Lord, save me. He realized really fast that the only way he was going to be saved is if he got his eyes back on Jesus. And to my knowledge, Peter walked on the water because his, him and Jesus came to the ship. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody here tonight. Hey, man, don't take your eyes off Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And say, you know, these, uh, this storm's getting really crazy. These waves are getting high, but I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus because that's all that matters. It seems like God knows a whole bunch about storms. Hey, man, he used a wind to push the waves back so the children of Israel could walk through the storm and walk through the waves and through the sea. And you know what happened? God brought them through He'll bring you through. I said he'll bring you through the waves and the wind and the sea. Now I'm just about finished. Musicians come. God works through our worship. Second Chronicles 20 and 14. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mattaniah, the Levite of the sons of Asaph. You say, why does it go through all those names? Well, have you ever read in your Bible in the book of Psalms where it talks about Asaph, the writer of the psalm? is that this young man, he was not a stranger to worship. And he said, Hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. And thou, King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. This battle isn't yours, but it's God's battle. I said this battle is not yours, but it's God's battle. Some of you are in a battle right now. Some of you are fighting a real life battle. You say, Pastor, it seems like the only time I get relief is when I come to church or when I pray, when I hear the preaching, keep fighting the battle. Keep fighting the battle. But the word of God tells us that the man of God told him, he said, on this battle, this battle's not yours, but it's God. God's. Tomorrow, go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord, worshiping the Lord. 
Verse 19 says, The Levites of the children of the Kohathites and the children of the Korites stood up to praise God, praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. And they rose early in the morning, went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so that ye shall be established. Believe his prophets, so ye shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, that they should praise the beauty of holiness. And as they went out before the army, and to say, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. They didn't lift one finger in this battle. All they did is they praised the Lord. They worshiped God. I want to ask you tonight, I've been preaching about faith, God doing the impossible, but have you praised God before the victory? Have you worshiped God before the victory came? Have you said, okay, God, tonight, I'm just going, I'm not going to ask you for healing. I'm not going to ask you for deliverance. I'm not going to ask you for a financial blessing. God, you know everything that I have need of before I ask for it. So tonight, God, I'm just going to come and lift my hands and worship you. That's what I'm asking this church to do, that if we would come tonight and lift our hands and worship God. Come on, let's praise the Lord right now. Hallelujah. And God, I'm coming to praise you tonight. Whoa! Hallelujah! Yes, Lord, I love you, Jesus. Jesus. 